This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Thanks for downloading this podcast from LoveSport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at LoveSport Radio on Twitter. So here goes then, Leicester Crystal Palace. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, What do I say? Where do I start? Uh, Welcome to the Crystal Palace Fan Show. Let's start with that. Uh, Love Sport Radio. Uh, We've got Dick. D- DR. We've yeah. got Nick uh, from the back of the net podcast. Um, Nick and Neil, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> you two, um, the two, the two smiling, laughing in the corner. Um, I presume who have been counting down the days, yep. the minutes, the seconds until you get to come on Love Sport Radio and tell me just about your weekend. I mean, was it good? Well, yeah, it was good. Four-one, uh, and now having to speak to a less fan for another two hours. It's going to be even, it's going to get much better. It's, it still hasn't stopped. Um, spirits are high up. All, this. all yeah. I ask, chaps, is that uh, just cast your minds back to last week. If you remember, when we were, we were talking about the game. Can you remember exactly what I said? Um, I remember what I said. I don't remember what you said. Were you not listening? I was. Because I remember what you said. What did I say? I can't remember. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you, you kind of conceded that you'd be a bit pants. Because you never know what Leicester are going to turn up. What makes it better for me, though, is you're not a plastic Leicester fan, so no. it's going to hurt more than any of the bandwagoners that have come in. Just just to go back to Glad All Over, I was thinking about this earlier on. It's a bit out of date now. I'm just wondering if DR could do a kind of drill version oh, wow. of Glad All Over. <laughs> we, we've spoke about DR's singing know, music <laughs> yeah. interests and, and singing before i'm just i'm not sure it's right for this station it'll be weird yeah it won't be right for i mean the even station. even dr agrees <laughs> even for palace it'll just be out of order maybe yeah. you could do it yeah what man like gossip man like gossip. <laughs> yeah look, you've got your, you know what you're doing so go ahead i would be very very interested indeed in, in hearing that i mean you're, you're a man <laughs> yeah. from the music industry right bit of background in that you should know what you're talking about you could produce something yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I don't know. Yeah. Might be able to, but that we'll can be your homework for next week. <laughs> all right, okay. Never mind my normal yeah. work. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't all got 90, 90 hours free a week like you single people who don't oh. do any work at uni. Oh, why, wow. why, oh. why are you pointing at me for? I thought he was talking about single people, and then I point at you. Then he talked about I'm you. A, I'm a happy single man, dear. Oh yeah, I'm well, single by choice. I'm busy enjoying as well. life. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, watching Leicester City at the weekends. Mm. That's all I need in in, in my life. Um, but look, you mentioned like you know, not not a plastic Leicester City fan. To, to be fair, I, I think that's a bit of an unfair statement to make. I don't think there are that many plastic Leicester City there, fans. There are. Just look at your Twitter following after you won the Premiership. It just increased crazy. Trust me, your fan base increased massively after that. No, 
Without yeah. any disrespect, it's similar, it's similar to Palace. Around the world, who really knew Leicester? Who really knows Palace like mm-hmm. that as much? But it increased significantly after you won the Premier League. Undoubtedly, but I wouldn't call them fans. Do you know what I mean? The, the people, people going to the games are fans. But they're still fa- they think they're fans. How are they not? We, we were selling out long before we won the Premier League. Yeah, but you still got increased bandwagon fans. Yeah? Yeah. That's our point. <laughs> There's nothing oh, else. I will say, when uh, when we got promoted to the first division in 1979, after we had 51,000 at Sellhurst crammed in to watch mm. us beat Burnley, my dad decided to move us to Cornwall. And there was a lot of chagrin on my part when suddenly kids in Cornwall were coming to school with Crystal Palace bags. The, the replica shirt hadn't quite taken off then. But yeah, a couple of years ago, when Leicester won the league, there were kids down my local park. With Leicester tops on, so it's yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. that's part of the course, though, isn't it? If something something happens, but like that's what that, I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, when I say kids, forty something. I don't but, think yeah. you should be taking. I don't think you should be taking pleasure um, in beating Leicester City because of the plastic fans, because of the the title that we won a, a few years ago. Come on, Dr. Let it go, man. I didn't say, he said it. Come <laughs> on, Dr. I've got two words to say. Come on, to then. You. What? Blackburn Rovers. What about them? They won the league. Where are they now? Um, still. Um, a football club, yeah, with a trophy cabinet which has a Premier League trophy in it. I know you want to say it that Palace don't. No, I wouldn't. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. A hundred, like, <laughs> uh, like deadly serious. Like, I don't want this show to be about. Oh, I'm Leicester. You're, you're Crystal Palace. We're bigger. We're better, and, and all that nonsense because <laughs> it is completely not irrelevant. You know, I'm not that kind of football fan. I have no interest in 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 that kind of debate. And to the point that even last week I said to you, like the the, the way that things are at the moment, I fully expected. Well, I said I, I predicted yeah. a nil nil draw. I mean, <laughs> not I, a nil nil, but. But yeah. but if you're playing at home against a team below you in the league, you wouldn't usually be predicting that you're going to yeah. not win that that football game. And, and you know, we'll, we'll let's let's focus on Crystal Palace. But say the, the 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 silver lining for me is that yes, you never want to see your team lose a game of football. But that defeat had to happen for Leicester to to end what has been going on for a slow decline of about nine months. I mean, it's it's been pretty dreadful. When you're, go- I mean, you've been there as well as as Crystal Palace fans that when your team isn't playing well. You start to go into games and looking at fixtures, thinking we're not going to win this game of football, and that's when you know that there's a serious problem. You know, it, it, I, I take my mind back to Ranieri, and just after he was sacked, I think it was a, a game against Swansea, who were struggling at the time. We we're playing Swansea, as the Premier League champions, and we knew we were going to lose that game of football. We're at home against, I think it's Southampton, the, the Cardiff, Wolves, and, and and Palace, and we've not picked up a single point. That's absolutely complete ludicrous. It's it's, it's <laughs> You know, crap, it's rubbish. Yeah, and it's not acceptable. But it's not quite as bad as having Padre as a manager for that long. Exactly. We were playing horrendous. That's why I thought you can relate. Yeah, yeah, I can relate a bit. To be honest, I'm on your side tonight because you're playing the seaweed. I think we all are. Yes, uh, there are Premier League games this evening. Uh, Leicester City are playing Brighton. Brendan Rodgers will be in the stands as the new Leicester City manager. Not in charge, but watching this evening. There are a host of other Premier League and other games happening across the country this evening. I'll bring you team news, score updates and whatnot throughout the, the rest of the evening. But chaps, on the basis of this game at the weekend, it was a 4-1 win. And as I alluded to when I was kind of just talking up the show... I didn't watch it. I was unable to watch it at the time. And what I would usually do, like most, is I would go find something on the internet and then sit down and watch the full 90 minutes. Um, I obviously, after the the scoreline, <laughs> decided against that. I've watched the highlights, so I've seen the goals. And for me, that was kind of all I needed to see. So I then look at the stats. And I've been watching Leicester over the last few weeks. I went to the Spurs game the other week. 
we lost against them. No shock, no real surprise. But we had 25 shots against Tottenham Hotspur. The week before, we lost against Manchester United. I would say for 70 minutes of that game, we were the better team. We also went to Anfield the week before. And again, we drew that game. We played okay. But I felt actually we probably could have won that game. So Leicester have been playing well. But for whatever reason, just unable to make that into points. Now, I'm looking purely at stats right now against the Crystal Palace game because I didn't watch it. But Leicester, just short of 70% possession. 27 shots as opposed to your seven. So explain to me, chaps, how it is that you ended up winning this game 4-1. It's football. Wait, that's, that's what it is. You, what you just described sounds like the start of the season for us, doesn't it? Because we've dominated games and played really well in games and lost them. And if you, you look at half-time, I thought that you'd been mugged off with us going 1-0 up because yeah. we were not very good at all. Yeah, we we weren't playing good, especially in the first half. You did dominate us in terms yep. of possession, but I don't know. It, it didn't feel like you had twenty seven shots. It felt like you 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 know you had lots of shots, but most of them weren't any clear cut chances. It, <laughs> it was it was mainly outside the boxes. I don't know how many shots on target well, no, you've had. Well, no, this is the funny thing as well. You say clear cut chances. So when I when I do these chats with with these various fan shows i always go on sky sports news there are other sites available where i get the stats and and the facts available i say 27 shots they also do this thing where they break down the clear-cut chances leicester zero crystal palace two yeah and i think that's that's pretty much it four yeah (laughs) yeah we 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 allowed leicester to have the ball in midfield allowed leicester to come at us and that was a really surprise because um we've done that with many other teams but it's just it's the fact that Leicester really couldn't go in the box and mm. play foot. We didn't really allow them to uh, play the stylish football, and it was just basically just frustration shots mainly from Leicester just outside the box because Palace was so tight. But saying that in the first half, I honestly don't know. I agree with Nick how we were one 0 up because we did not deserve that. Yeah. We had like a frustration shot of ourselves with James McArthur and Batshuayi, quick reactions, and it just luckily goes in backward in it. But yeah, it was a, it was a weird game. And that's yeah. what I find, again, it's really symptomatic of the Claude Puel era is this season, yeah? I mean, how many games have we played now in the Premier League? 27? Leicester have gone behind 19 times. 15 times conceding in the first 15 minutes of games. We're, we're, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how well Leicester are playing or how the opposition are playing. The second that we concede that first goal, which keeps happening time and time again... We're done. But then again, I think you've got the most points in the Premier League in uh, from, from losing from, positions. From losing positions. Because yeah, we go behind every time. We still haven't won that many points. It's just because we go behind more than anyone else. Yeah, that's why I was, even though we went 1-0 up and we wasn't playing that great, I was still worried because I, knew, I saw mm. that stat and I knew that Lesser definitely had the chance. And all game long, he was targeting our left-hand side. And Joe Ward, um, he was just struggling ma- massively against um, Barnes. So, yeah, you've got some good talent in there. Um, so... Yes. There's nothing to be worried about. Okay, uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to have some team news for you um, for the games across the country this evening. And uh, if we have to, uh, we'll continue to dissect uh, the Leicester Crystal Palace game from the weekend. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. So, chaps, let's continue, shall we? Uh, The dissection of this Leicester City uh, defeat against Crystal Palace. So, the Michi Batshuayi goal, um, when I watched it, it felt like 
what? How, how, how's that gone in? What a strange goal. Watch you watch it on repeat, and there is certainly um, a degree more of skill involved. Are you yeah. saying this is a yeah. brilliant goal, or or kind of more chance, luck, reaction, instinct? How, how do you see it? Because it was certainly against a runner player a bit fortuitous, but at the same time, you could say it's striker's instinct. Yeah, I think he was more lucky um, than... No. What then? How I don't know. It, he didn't really, ex- and his reactions were perfect. That's it's a why, unique goal, isn't it? Yeah, it's a unique goal. I wouldn't say talent. He didn't really. I don't think when he like lifted up his foot, he didn't expect that to go into the back of the net. Mm. I don't think so. It was more of a reaction, but it's good reaction. So. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that that's Nick. Why I'm, I'm at a little bit. I don't want to take anything necessarily away from this goal because you know it's gone in the back of the net and every yep. single one counts it doesn't matter how they go in but as you, DR says you kind of you you watch it in normal time and you think well how has that gone in but at the same time I don't think that say for instance a, a Saka or a Tompkins would have scored that goal I think it's no coincidence that the strikers scored it if that mm, makes sense definitely and I from where he was and it's difficult to see from the camera angles but I think he knew that it was possibly going wide so he just gave it that deflection because yeah. he, he actually looked like he went to strike the ball and um, a little bit more like, I, I don't know why I've thought of the, the horrific, uh, we might talk about VAR later with that Real Madrid penalty <laughs> but uh, at the weekend. But yeah, it was it was instinct. Mm. To, to be fair, we haven't had much luck on our side this season. So it's good to have, you know, luck on our side sometimes because uh, we're... we're, we're very unlucky team at times sometimes we do play bad but sometimes we actually do play good and it just the ball doesn't go into the back of the net so it's encouraging to see something like that going it just shows that we, we're not the unluckiest team in the world the first half kind of reminded me of when we played Sunderland a few seasons ago not when we got beat 4-1 but I think we lost 1-0 to a late um, Defoe goal and we were all over them and we just couldn't put the ball in the onion bag mm. For love. It's frustrating that, isn't it? Yeah. And um <laughs> and they got a lucky winner and I I f- I thought Leicester fans must have felt how I felt on that day because we didn't deserve to be leading. I know that makes it worse for you. Doesn't. But you know, we didn't I'm a happy man today, Nick. We didn't deserve to be um one up at half time. But you know, them's the breaks, that's football. Absolutely. And obviously Batchwise got himself a goal which how important is is that for him we, we've been speaking about him over the last few weeks he's had chances other games he's not had chances you know it i think it is a little bit important to, to know the investment you you've put him in you're gonna want and expect results or otherwise you would have just got somebody else in you were hoping for something he's off the mark now yeah i think it's it's very important for strikers no matter how they score just to just to put the ball in the back of the net just look at jordan Ayew after the wolves game he didn't score fantastic goal I know it was a brilliant touch but it was, it was a simple finish at the end of it and he went on to score you know, a couple of goals and then hopefully but sure I can just look at Jordan Ayew and do the same thing it's going gonna, it's gonna to boost his confidence up so it's great to see yeah we just need Benteke to get one in off his bum cheek or something to get him on a roll <laughs> yeah it'll be interesting though um, we've got we've got Jordan Ayew on the bench Benteke but Shawai Connor Wickham when he's fit so there's competition there so you know, it's going, it's going to give Roy a headache, hopefully. Well, you're a little bit surprised at all to see that Batshuayi started that game through the middle over the other options available to you or, or not? Um, not really. Even though he was a bit isolated against Doncaster, um, I feel like when, whenever Batshuayi come onto the pitch um, as a sub in previous games, he's, he's helped Wilf um, 
you know ends up helped other players as well so no i wasn't i wasn't that surprised um but yeah it was it, it was a good decision at the end of it by roy you got to go yeah yeah i think batshuai is a little bit more skillful than benteke benteke is brilliant at holding the ball up and and allowing the 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 players to catch up with him yeah um is more of a get the ball at feet beat a couple of people and and go on from there yeah, we can play faster with Batshuayi, which helps um, Zaha, who has struggled so far. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say struggled, let me take that back. But He scored he, in the last yeah, three yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But I'm saying that in the season overall, maybe more goals, it would have been better for him. But yeah, he, he hasn't had the, the season that I expected him to have. So mm. hopefully having Batshuayi next to him um, allows us to play faster football and that benefits Wilf. Interestingly, though, what you, you say about Batshuayi is that, you know, I've I've noticed... Um, while when listening to, to other managers, particularly when he was at Chelsea, um, I think it was Mourinho, perhaps or Conte. No, it was Conte. Sorry, that that Batshuayi's build-up play, um, technically as a footballer outside of the box, wasn't enough or wasn't at the level required to to play for a, for a team like Chelsea. But Nick, you're saying that this is actually what he's able to do. Batshuayi is perhaps a little upgrade on on Benteke in that sense. Indeed, as well. And and the thing with Batshuayi is this is shop window time for him. Massively. So he's going to want to want to do well. But he didn't do that great though, especially in the first half. There were there were a couple of passes um, where you know it was simple and he could have gave it to like either side of I think Townsend or Wilf, and he didn't do it. But still, it still doesn't mean that we can, we can't play fast football. We can, but he some of his decisions were questionable at times. But that's that's understandable. He just joined us and he just needs to adjust. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, great news, though. Michi Batshuayi, again off the mark uh, for Crystal Palace. It's just gone 20 past seven here on Love Sport Radio, and you're listening to the Crystal Palace Fan Show. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. OK, back to Crystal Palace against Leicester City. Still loads to get through. Um, a number of goals uh, still to talk about. We've pretty much covered Michi Batshuayi. Nick, you've got your finger up. Which one would you like to talk about? I'd like to just ask you, you say a number of goals. What, what, what's the aggregate score over the last four games? I mean, if I'm completely honest, Nick, I have absolutely no idea. But I get the impression you're asking me the question because you know. Yes. Yeah, go on then. What is it? 13-1. <laughs> is that it? Yeah. Oh, is that it? <laughs> We're doing all right. We, yeah. can st- we can still pull this back. Yeah, 13-1. <laughs> if, I, if I was a Sunday League football manager, I'd, come on, lads. Starting from now, it's only 1-0. Second half. 1-0 down. We're we're better in the second half. Yeah, it's been dreadful. I went a couple of years ago to... I I need to find out if if I'm completely correct. I thought it was 3-all. It was a lovely hot summer's day. And I went down to to Selhurst Park to to watch um, us play. There was nothing for either of us necessary to to play for. Um, And we went 3-1 up. And obviously, you you brought two goals back. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain it was... Benteke scored at least one of them. If you bear with me just for, for two thought, moments. But since then, it's been a pretty um, one-way traffic, which b- b- between two sides like Leicester and Crystal Palace is, is really quite strange that this is this is happening. This is becoming a thing. Yeah, normally you would expect games to be tighter. Yeah. Well, just like, you know, if, it, if it's a 4-1-1 week, then maybe 4-1 to the other team the next week. That's why we're mid-table sides. You know, yeah. Or if it's Chelsea beating you know Crystal Palace you know, 15 times in a row, you kind of like well yeah. that that's that's the way it goes but this is this is strange well yeah last i remember last last season at home when we faced you guys i think it was 5-0 i think that was a 5-0 victory and 
I don't know. Whenever we play Leicester, it just seems like we just up our game, or mm. it's just I don't know if it's a psychological thing or is it just that we just have the advantage over Leicester. So it was I don't a, know it was it a two all. It was a two all game, by the way. So Leicester had gone two nil up. Um, I was there. I remember Jamie Vardy scoring a, a very good goal, um, and then Johan Kabay and Christian Menteke scored mm. late on for, for two all. And that that was my last experience um, of a Leicester Palace game. <laughs> but incidentally, the last time Leicester picked up a point, which just it's absolutely incredible. When. Oh, that that, that two will draw. When was so, this? At the it's set um, in April um, of the 2017 season. So the, it was the back end of a couple of seasons ago, and oh. I, I presume at this point we we, we need enough. So we've, it's only been four times since, but the results read <laughs> in the last four games a three nil away win for Crystal Palace. You followed it up with a five nil home win. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then Leicester got a very creditable one nil away defeat at Crystal Palace there on the season, and back that up with a. With a four oneer, yeah. It's, uh, can we play every week? Yeah, if you want, <laughs> exactly. mate. Um, as long as Claude Puel's in charge and we, and we want him out, if that's if that's what it takes, yeah. mate. If yeah. that's what it takes. But do you get that sense though? Because again, as football fans and, and you guys who go week in week out, you, you, when 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 you've got a bit of a bogey side, I mean, you look at the players and think, right, well, we're aware that this has become a bogey side for us because we've been watching for years. But most of these players will never have played against this Crystal Palace side before. They've, you know, the, the number of Leicester players or Crystal Palace players which are new who didn't play in 2016-17. So how does this happen? How does this become a thing? I don't know. Because different managers involved, different players involved. I find it crazy. I don't. I don't know. It's it's not one clear thing. It was like um, a couple of seasons ago with Liverpool. We just loved facing Liverpool because we always seemed to get a result against them. We made. Gerard cry at Sellers Park that free all um, free all game when we brought it back in nine minutes. Um, we Suarez I, I, yes. covering his face. Oh, at the yeah, end of that, that Suarez. Yeah. yeah, and then Gerard's last home game we managed to get a result at Anfield. I don't know. We did. It's just there's no clear thing. It's not like we're better mm. than Liverpool in terms of players. It's just it, it happens. I don't know. It's a we're just better than Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> and apparently better than Leicester as well yeah. by by all accounts. Sam Wilfred Zaha with a, a couple of goals. Um, what was his performance like? You know what? In the first half, um, Leicester done a pretty good job on him. Um, they just every time he got the ball, um, they were just on him and you know fouling him at times, just frustrating him and didn't let him really get into his stride. But in the second half, it opened up a bit for him. Um, and other players as well. It was it was not only Wilfred Zaha, Andros Townsend, uh, even Batshuayi. They started uh, you know, coming back and getting the ball more and it got them more involved in the game. So as the game went on, I think Wolf's game improved and he was more effective. But in the first half, you've done a pretty good job on him. Yeah, uh, uh, Wilf and Andros dropping back in the second half helped us go forward, if that makes sense. Yeah, because um, ball retention, it was, it was much better. In the first half, so many misplaced passes. There was a massive gap between the midfield and the and the attacking force. And second half, Roy sorted that out, and he just told people to come back and get the ball instead of, you know, giving ambitious passes forward and just losing them. It also negated any forward runs from the the Leicester fullbacks, um, because you know Wilf and Angros were yeah. were were on them, and and Wilf was back in defence quite a lot, wasn't he? Yeah, he was um, him and Andros, but um, Andros had a different game than Wilf. Um, I think he was he missed Wan Bissaka, but yeah. Okay, uh, going to take a break right now. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have a guest on the phone, uh, Dominic Feifeld, a big Crystal Palace fan, but also a football correspondent uh, for the Guardian, is going to be joining us next. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. 
McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. Okay, welcome back. Crystal Palace Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. We've got Nick and DR uh, from the back of the nest. We're with you until 9pm this evening. I reckon we've only got five or so minutes left <laughs> of Leicester <laughs> Crystal Palace chat and then we can forget all about it until at least uh, next season. We'd like to say we've got Dominic Feifeld uh, from The Guardian on the phone this evening. Dominic, good evening. Hi there, Jake. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, do you know what? I, I'm all right. I, I, I won't <laughs> lie. I'm a Leicester City fan, you see, so I've been dreading this evening's show. But you should be should be happy at the appointment, surely. Brendan Rodgers is uh, progressive for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I, I shan't lie. It has boosted my mood um, ahead of this evening's show. Uh, but again, we've just been talking uh, between ourselves here about this this record. Nick, what is it now? Thirteen one in the last four games. Thirteen one in the last four games. How, yeah. how is this happening, Dominic? Between between two relatively similar sides in Leicester and Crystal Palace. Well, I think the, the easy answer to that is that. Claude Puel played into Palace's hands. Um, he, Leicester have always, correct me if I'm wrong, but Leicester's forte has always been playing on the counter-attack, pretty much like Crystal Palace's. And uh, whenever they've played Palace, maybe with the exception of the five that looked for Leicester at the end of last season when, when Leicester looked as if they were on the beach, um, they, they, they've come and tried to play a, a, a sort of progressive um, possession football, which just doesn't seem as if they got they had the players at the time or were comfortable with what Puel was wanting them to do. And Palace, when he soaked up the possession, as, as we saw in that first half hour at the King Power on Saturday, and then hit them on the break and 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 could prosper that way. And it was it was all too simple, all too far too simple. And I suspect that Brendan Rodgers will have to make some pretty big changes to that to that Leicester team to make them comfortable. But, you know, he's probably going to be more proactive at that than, than Claude Puel was. Palace are just, they were the ideal opponents, ideal opponents. Um, weak, at, weak at the back, they could be exploited. The pace could be, Palace's pace could come into the play. And, and uh, yeah, they loved playing against Claude Puel's Leicester City. Not so much the Leicester City of the previously, it has to be said, but uh, uh, I still remember you guys winning at, um, at Sellers Park in the championship winning season, the, 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 um, the title winning season. 
when Mares scored, and yeah. uh, they were excellent that day. Yeah, um, but you mentioned that Dominic felt kind of almost playing into Palace's hands again. You mentioned Leicester, probably better suited to that counter-attacking play. 27 shots Leicester had against Palace, uh, but none clear-cut, uh, apparently, in terms of obviously where, where you read. Nearly 70% possession. I mean, how much suited? Because this, this has happened on a number of occasions for Palace this season, where you're looking at games thinking... They may be the the better footballing side, but this is a, this is a game really well suited to, to the way that Crystal Palace play with, with the wing backs that they've got and, and the likes of Zaha on the break. Is, is is there a danger that the Palace may be coming a little bit one dimensional in that sense? Um, oh, no, I, I think Palace have actually, if anything, they've, they've they've progressed in the last few weeks. I think it made such a refreshing change to have an opportunistic striker uh, with an eye for goal playing up top in, in Batshuayi. Um, I know people said that the first goal was was, a, was luck and, and no. there was an element of luck in there, <laughs> but he did deliberately try and guide that ball, that shot, towards goal. Um, that, that was instinct that took over and that, that is the instinct of a goal scorer and that is the instinct that Palace have been lacking all season. So when they've been racking up you know, God knows how many chances against Cardiff City at home on Boxing Day, or even go back to to Burnley at the beginning of December when they had, I think, 29 shots that that evening, uh, and only won two nil, nil nil against Cardiff. I mean, the, the amount of times. I mean, even West Ham of of late, when Batshuayi was still maybe a bit ring rusty, um, the number of chances Palace have created at Sellers Park and not had that instinctive finisher just to put some of them away and open the floodgates. Because as soon as Palace go a goal up, they're or they should be in command because they then can play to their strengths, which is still pace on the counter-attack, organisation at the back. Um, and and that, that's what they did at Leicester. Um, but they need, they need to do that more at Celeste Park. And, and, you know, United on, on Wednesday, even United with all these injury problems, you'd expect United to come and expect to dominate the ball. So Palace should be able to play on the counter again. It's uh, hello, Dom. It's Nick here. Um, just a uh, quick question from Mr. Hambling, who's who's sick in bed at the moment. Um, he said, "Are you going to do the uh, mutton rolls for him this week? Because there's no <laughs> way he's going to be able to eat any." Well, uh, he's going to have to ask for it. Yes, sorry, whether he's going to get the chop at Chelsea because he seems to be occupying my mind from what, the mind of my working days. But oh, if dear. I can, I'll try and do the mutton rolls for, for Hambo. Yeah, <laughs> well. Just just while we're on Chelsea and we are a London station, what, what do you make of the whole Chelsea goalie um, and sorry thing? What's your take on it? Um, I, I was, I thought it was outrageous at the time. Um, I thought the misunderstanding line, whilst I can understand why it came out that 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 night and why the, the club were so keen for player and head coach to to adopt it as a PR exercise, I, but I don't think it worked. I think it became very confused very very quickly. And 24 hours later, the misunderstanding has prompted a one-week fine of, for the player, which to me suggests there's a culpability there. Um, it was pretty obvious watching what was happening um, that he just wasn't having any of it. And I think there's, there's one very obvious show of dissent in, in there. And it's completely undermined Sorry, But the only thing I would say on that, sorry was completely undermined anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, he, his, his position is is one defeat away from becoming untenable. Um Given what was everything, all the noises around the club at the moment, and and the the uproar in the stands as well at the Manchester United game last week, it's 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 a perfect storm at the moment. Every, everything is is sort of centering on Chelsea, and uh, uh, I, I've been covering them for twelve years, and I'm sort of growing a bit 
world weary to these, but <laughs> but even by their standards, the last few weeks have been remarkable. But, but I, I was thinking, surely if your numbers up, your numbers up. So can't the ref say, look, your numbers up, you've got to come off? No, the referee. If a, if a player refuses to be substituted, the referee can't make him. They're the rules. Oh. Um, so the, if, if if a player refuse, says I'm not going, then the referee has to wave play on. So that that's why John Moss went over to the sidelines and and uh, spoke with Sari and confirmed that. If, weirdly, John Moss it happened to him before. I think Lucas Fabianski uh, playing for Swansea, possibly against Spurs uh, mm. last season or the season before last. Um, exactly the same thing happened. Fabianski refused to come off, and he had to go and explain to. It was Paul Clement at the time that, that he wasn't, um, he, he couldn't make the substitution. What's, what's upset me most about that is you just know that there's going to be kids up and down the country playing in their Sunday league games who are going to yeah. say, No, I'm not coming off. I'm Absolutely. not coming off. And it just sets a bad precedent. Back Quite to right. Palace. Right. Back to Palace. Um, we've got Sacco out, according to Roy today. But do you know if Kelly's back? Um, I've actually, <laughs> I've actually got a story dropping on the Guardian website, very yeah. imminently. Hopefully, uh, it does sound bad news on Sacco. Um, I suspect we may not see him this season again um, oh. with his knee injury. Um, the suggestions that he's going to go under the knife to to repair the damage from um, uh, sustained at Leicester. Um, as far as I know, Kelly and Dan are both fit, yeah. And uh, I, I didn't go and see Roy today. I was, I was at Sarri, obviously. Um, but, um, yeah, I think both of them are fit. Certainly Scott Dan is fit and, and, and Martin Kelly. The suggestion last week was it wasn't a serious injury that was keeping him out of the left of the trip. So, so I suspect that both of those will be available um, to, to step in. Um, and, and, and I know as much as Sacco's absence would leave a huge, huge hole at in that Palace team because he's had such a brilliant season that's got back into the into the French setup as a result of his form at Palace. Uh, it, it is probably the one area of the of the team where Palace are well stocked, um, albeit with maybe different kinds of centre halves. But you know, given that they've moved six points clear of the relegation zone, they've got a bit of momentum behind them. Uh, they do have two very good, experienced players in, in Scott Dan and Martin Kelly who can step in and, and, and fill that void. So. I know no one wants to see a long-term injury, but if there's going to be one, I guess the centre half is an area where they they can cover it easiest. Yeah. Hi Dom. Um, just we 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 haven't really talked about Max Meyer today, but we normally always talk about him. Is there a possibility of Max Meyer getting frustrated with the limited um, chances in a way because he hasn't really started as many games as he probably expected and Palace fans expected, and and he ends up leaving leaving in the summer is there is there a possibility of that happening well look you can never say never and he did arrive with a, with a pedigree and, and and you're right he expect he would have expected to have played and he's on a he's on he's not in that top top bracket of wages at, at palace in the sort of sako zaha benteke sphere but he's certainly up there and um you know with with Batshuayi, for example on about 80 85 grand a week so it's a hefty wage for for palace to be playing for a uh, paying for a squad player However, I, I do think Roy has just given him time to adapt. I, I, we, we probably underestimate, looking in from the outside, just how difficult it is for, for, for foreign players, particularly lightweight foreign players, to come in and adjust immediately to, 
to the English league, even these days, and even from the Bundesliga, which is sort of known as a sort of more physical league than, say, Spain or France or Italy or whatever. Um, so if he if he can sort of take the number of games, he'll probably end up playing 35 games or making 35 appearances this season in all competitions by the end of it all. Uh, if he can sort of see that as his grounding in the English game, then who's to say that he can't go and flourish next season in the team. Roy always saw him as a sort of ball playing midfielder in a in a in a two if he was going to be like a Danny Murphy figure that you had at Fulham alongside a more aggressive player like a like a Luca. Or even in a three with, with Chick Coate and, and Luca and, and, and Maya. And let's be honest, I mean I don't think James MacArthur can run forever. He's he's done a wonderful job of it in the last few years. But I, I can see Maya eventually forcing his way into the league team and playing more regularly as that third midfielder uh, in a 4-3-3 as the creative hub of, of that midfield, the sort of tidy passer in possession. But I think he probably will only make that impact next season. Um, and, and hopefully he will have benefited. I mean, go go back, go way back. Robert Pires, first season at Arsenal, really, really struggled to make an impact. Second season, absolute world beater, one footballer of the year. I'm not saying Max Meyer will do the same, but he should, he should have benefited from the grounding that he's got this year. What about Wan-Bissaka? There's been lots of uh, big clubs being linked with a move to him uh, in the summer. Um, is there any possibility of him leaving or is it just rumours at this stage? Because he has a talent, of course, but would Palace be willing to sell him? Or I don't think Palace would willingly sell Wan-Bissaka. He's just been an absolute revelation since he broke into the, the, the team a, a year ago, almost actually a year to the day, isn't it? Um, I, I was very lucky to go and meet him a few weeks back at his old primary school. He, he's just a really grounded kid who's who's enjoying, you know, the waves that he's been making in the, in the game uh, with with Palace. Um, I guess you have to consider what bids might come in for him, and there will be interest. There definitely will be interest. Uh, a, a lot of clubs will be taking notice of, of what he's done and there'll be a lot of elite clubs in the Premier League who need homegrown talents for European competition and, and Wan-Bissaka would fall into that category. They, they may see him as somebody they can target uh, and, and tempt Palace with a with what would be a you know an eye-watering bid. Whether Palace accepts it is up to them, but then we, I guess Palace will look at it and they'll have to assess where their own finances are at the end of the season and quite how much squad building they need to do ahead of next year. If you know, if it's a straight choice between they need to raise money and they have to sell one of one Basaka or Wolf Zaha, um, then they've got a, an awkward, an awkward situation to address, haven't they? But it may be that the American owners um, and Steve Parrish can whip up funds elsewhere, and they don't need to sell. I, I suspect there'll be interest, and I suspect that there will be bids put in that, that tempt Palace. But I, if that happens and they and they sell, those those bids will be huge. I mean, we're, we're huge. I mean, people seem to undervalue Palace players. And people are outraged when people when when Will Saha is quoted at in excess of seventy million pounds. But I mean, last last year, Will Saha kept Palace in that division, and 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 to get relegated cost you a hundred million pounds. So so why would why would Palace ask for anything less than that? I think with one with Pasaka with the potential that he's got and the impact that he's made, surely you'd be looking in excess of forty-five, fifty million pounds for him to sell. What, what's what's good actually is the fact that Zaha had that 
sort of bad move to Man United and could sort of serve as a little lesson to other players who, who might think the grass is greener on the other side before they've kind of completed their sort of getting into football because he's, he's only been playing, well, it's just over a year ago that he made his debut for us. So, so there is that, which hopefully will help. Um, just one last quick question. Roy became the oldest manager. Why he hasn't been knighted yet, I don't know. How long do you think he's got left in him? Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, I mean, I, I covered Roy with when he was at Fulham and when he was with England and and the enthusiasm, I expect probably when he was at Blackburn as well, thinking about it like way back in the day when I was up on Merleyside. And the enthusiasm's the same. The, the, the uh, desire to be out on the training ground and, and with, with Ray Lewington as well and, and, and just working hard and doing what he does best. I, I, it doesn't look as if it's waned at all um, in the in the last few years. I mean, he, look, it took him a while to get over the England disappointment, but Palace has sort of got him back in love with the game again. I, I don't see why it should end any time soon. He signed the contract extension at the start of this season. Um, I, I think he, he's, he's coming for a bit of stick this, this, this season. I mean, people got a bit tired of the, the substitutions and and the, and the stilted sort of performances sometimes. Maybe the team did underperform in that first half of the season. But when you see what he does at, at Leicester on Saturday, I think you just look at it and realise that Roy Hodgson knows more about football than all of us. He, yeah. just, he just knows how to do it. And, and we have Roy Hodgson in charge. You don't get relegated. You have more good days than bad days. And sometimes you just need a bit of realism to go along with that amongst the supporter base. And you realise you've actually got a pretty remarkable thing happening here at Palace. I mean, this is a, this is best probably as it's been since 1991, 91, 92, that sort of that sort of time. It's just it's everything just looks as if it's moving in the right direction, and let's let's cherish that because you know, as Palace fans, we we know things turn quite quickly. So let's uh, let's enjoy it while it lasts. I tell you what, I'm going to leave it on that note, Dominic. Thank you for your time this evening. Cheers, all the best. Thanks, Tom. There we are, uh, Don Feifeld there uh, from The Guardian. Uh, best since uh, the early 90s. Certain DR was not even born. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back in just a few moments here on the Crystal Palace Fan Show on Love Sport Radio. For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. <laughs> so I just asked DR, so when exactly were you born? I, I guess at 96. Not even close. Yeah. Uh, Wrong century. <laughs> I just thought, you know, how old are you, Jake? And then just add a few years. There's not that much difference between you. Turns out there is. 
turns out there's a very big difference between mine and DR's age. How old are you this week? Because last week... <laughs> uh, I'm still 29 and a half. <laughs> um, yes, the, the, the dawn of the 30 is, is closing. Um as each week passes, <laughs> thank you very each much. Second. <laughs> yes, yeah. scary old game, this old age game. Uh, by the way, uh, all these games across the country have kicked off uh, this evening. I'll just run through the fixtures and, and not uh, the team lineups um, in the Premier League. We've got Cardiff against Everton. We've got Huddersfield Wolves. We've got Leicester Brighton, and we've also got Newcastle Burnley. But that one is an 8 p.m. kickoff uh, in the Championship. A few of our London teams involved this evening. QPR against Leeds uh, Sheffield Wednesday uh, they host Brentford um, also Hull City host Millwall and the other one is Bristol City against Birmingham as and when those goals go in uh, we shall talk about them um, so what else of particular note before we move on to the second hour of this evening's show do you want to talk about from the game from the weekend and- Andros Townsend uh, we touched on him well yeah. I touched on him, on him a bit uh, there were some people suggesting that this was his worst game of the season and um, on a review show, I did say that. Well, it's normal for players to have bad games uh, because everyone, no matter how good you are, you there will always be. You know, you always have that one bad game. Or you could look at it on the other hand, and you know, Wan Bissaka. I really do think he missed Wan Bissaka because going forward, he was always getting you know doubled up and tripled up. Lesser players were always closing him down. Normally, in that instance, you will always have Wan Bissaka to do quick one-two passes with him and just go up the pitch like that. Unfortunately, Joel Ward hasn't got that capability to go forward. So I think he struggled as a result of um, Wan-Bissaka not being in the side. And it just shows how significant Wan-Bissaka is because as well, you know, as good as he is as a defender, he's also very good going forward as well. Yeah, um, he's been in every game, hasn't he? So he's an integral part of Roy's Roy's game plan, it would appear. I'm just wondering if, if tiredness... It's coming into him. I was yeah. just going to look up how many games he's actually played this well, season. Well, he's played a lot, isn't he? As far as this Crystal Palace side go, we all know that Roy has got a fairly settled eleven. There's very few who rotate in and out. Andros is one of those names, isn't he? That yeah. plays every single week. So you, maybe it is just a bit of fatigue. Yeah, it could be. Um, I don't think he's actually missed a game. I'm, not I'm, I'm struggling to think of a time no, he, he hasn't. hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't there we are then. Well, we've got Bakary Sacco, which many people, including me, tend to forget about. Yeah. Um, we haven't really seen much of him. I wonder what's what's the latest with Bakary Sacco. We forgot to ask Tom. But yeah, he could be you know coming into the side and um, having an impact. So uh, that that would be something to look forward to, um, whether Bakary Sacco plays tomorrow. But you know, it's coming towards the end of the season and it'll be good to see a bit of Sacco because he was good under Roy last time out. Um, the Leicester City era, um, post-Claude Powell, um, <laughs> is well and underway uh, less than 10 minutes in uh, to their game against Brighton. Damari Gray has just scored for the hosts uh, to give them the lead. Brendan, by the way, is in the stands uh, watching this evening. It wouldn't surprise me if Brighton went down, you know. Uh, We had this conversation, didn't we, last week? And I I said to you, didn't I? Uh, I think it was you guys. I said Newcastle or Brighton to to join Huddersfield Mm. or um, Fulham in the bottom three this season for me. Definitely. 
I think Brighton, they've after they've beat us, they've gone it's just gone downhill for them. Um they're below us and they're really in a relegation battle. Um so that's good as Palace fans. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm happy and they're losing today. That's fantastic news. Hull have just taken the lead as well. Uh, that one not smiling. Uh, they're playing Millwall uh, this evening, of course, at one of our London clubs. Friday evening, um, they'll be back on Love Sport Radio. But Hull have just taken uh, the lead against uh, them. Um, yes, plenty of other teams involved. There's even Brentford as well in action as our QPR. It's just a shame Charlton aren't playing tonight because we could have a treble, <laughs> couldn't we, dear? Watch it. Um, <laughs> the Charlton lads will be in uh, yeah, in, we... in a short while. I they're, hope they're listening to this. They're, <laughs> they're in after you, <laughs> 9 until 10pm this evening. So if you are of the Charlton Athletic um Persuasion. Um, they'll be with you uh, later on this evening. So yes, uh, going to take a break in just a couple of moments. Uh, Premier League games, Championship games, goalless between Brentford and Sheffield Wednesday at the moment. Also goalless between QPR um, and who they're playing. They're playing Leeds uh, this evening. The Premier League games as well. Also goalless apart from Leicester against Brighton. Damari Gray scoring the first goal um, post Claude Powell. You're listening to Love Sport Radio. This is the Crystal Palace Fan Show. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Welcome back. Uh, second half of the Crystal Palace fan show. We had a change of formation uh, as well in the, in the studio. Same personnel, but we switched. Uh, DR, you've moved from my left to my right. Why is this? Yeah, my mic is pretty You're a versatile <laughs> winger. My mic is pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> I have to put my shoulder well, You sort out your mic uh, while Nick's sorting out his glasses. So I'm just going to talk to myself. <laughs> Chaps, <laughs> you know when the news is on, you've got about two minutes, and then a bit of music plays, then we start talking again. It's the same every single week. <laughs> I was I was busy writing me drill lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and talking of production and maybe a little bit of, of, of spice, something a bit different we can bring to this show, because what we like to do here, um, I've decided, because it, it feels pretty much every week we talk about something that DR has said or done. Yeah. You know, it's it's now what we're calling a DRism. DRism. Mm. Mm. If somebody's got a better name, I'm absolutely open to suggestions at Love Sport Radio, or just tweet DR direct. Um, so each time DR says something, it's a little bit like, what? It's not what. It's not what. It is. You, no, it's not. It's normal things. Okay. Um, I'd say it's, it's not. more, uh, mm. than what? Because but. we end up having a good 15 to 20 minute chat about what kind of ludicrous comments you say each week. So, oh. what have you said during the news just then? Um, that I stopped with the running. Stopped uh, running. Yep, stopped running. So this is this is we've been we've been we've been on your fitness journey having over the last couple of yeah. weeks, which which ended after half a mile because you had a headache and de- time, determined that running was not good for you. I'm focus I'm focusing on my diet. Okay. For starting from today, I'm looking at my calories. I still got one thousand two hundred to go. Okay. So so is is the the intention to to eat more? Yeah, eat yeah, more. Because you're not weight, you yeah. need to lose weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah you I'm know gain, that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm gaining weight and then do push ups at home. Yep. Uh, my body's aching right now. My chest. So. 
you know, oh, it's working. That, yeah. That's, that's, that's the that's right what, area. Yeah, yeah, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? I was expecting, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's working. shoulder's really aching. You're doing it wrong, mate. Yeah, yeah, and then I'm going to start going gym. Okay. In the weekend. So it's all going fantastically so far. Look, I feel refreshed. I okay. still got, I still got way more carries to go by the end of the night, which I think I'll achieve. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited, honestly. Well, let's start. <laughs> let's start on this. Yeah, this is this is a good chat. You know, I like I like to know about your your life. I like to bring it onto the radio, and I like other people to know what's going on. Um, so talk me through your diet first of all. Are you simply just on a on a bulk in the sense of eating as much as you can, or how is it exactly you're you're hoping to to put on some some weight and some proper weight? He, I'll be honest. Uh, I I found out that he's only allowed to eat what isn't sold at the shop. Oh, what are the are the, are the kebab, <laughs> kebab shop? Mm. Yeah. No, yeah. I. Well, I mean, a chicken kebab's not too bad, mate. Yeah, that's good. But yeah. I don't live in a kebab shop, so I can't eat kebab every single day. Yeah, but when you're there, <laughs> well, I'm not there every day. That's a problem. Okay, then. So then, t- talk us through your diet. Then, what are you doing? At the moment? What are you doing differently? Um. So today, well, I do the same thing. Have baked beans in the morning. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's not particularly healthy but carry on no but it doesn't protein. matter it's all calories yeah, uh, yeah. protein okay. calories all of them yep yeah. uh, two boiled eggs yeah uh, two uh, jam um, jam bread jam bread jam yeah. on toast or yeah jam, yeah, jam toast yeah. <laughs> what, what, what flavour jam a strawberry of course that's not important oh, you, yeah. you've had all of that for breakfast yeah, yeah two yeah that's it and also cucumber and tomatoes <laughs> <laughs> what with the jam bread <laughs> no just on its own you're serious you had all of that for breakfast honestly I do have that and I calculated it 700 calories so I started the day off pretty well but yeah. I get lost in lunch I had tuna today just on its own just a tin of tuna <laughs> yeah because there's like ready ones and that's high in protein you had a tin of tuna for your lunch yeah so you, I, was, I was meant to have salmon no 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 you had baked beans <laughs> yeah. two eggs some jam sandwiches yeah. and some cucumber and tomato for breakfast. Yeah. But at lunch, you just had a tin of tuna. That's what I'm saying. I, they're still wor- <laughs> yeah. It's still working. It's working progress. No, 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 you're right. Well, I was what? going to have salmon as well, but I was running late. I was going to have smoked salmon. Was it was the tuna in brine or was it in sunflower, sunflower oil or mm. spring water? Spring water. Okay, okay. good. It's, it's ready. So that's why I just open up. Everything's ready. It, yeah. It's not all like, you know, when it's in water and it's not ready to use and it's all drained. It's none of that. It's just ready and I just eat it straight away. So you pay overinflated prices for it. Uh, not really. All oh, right. It's fine. Sometimes the price you pay uh, for something a little bit more healthy. Then go on. Tell us through the, the next meal of your day, your next part of it. Oh, I don't know. I didn't have my salmon, so tonight I'm probably going to have that salmon. That's another 400 calories, and I don't know what else to eat. But I had Subway before I came here, foot long. So got another 600 calories there. Yeah. It's hard. Honestly, it's hard. It, it, no, like, I know I, it is. I never, I never realized it was this hard. It's like, what can I eat? It's like I've got so many options, but I can't just go and eat. Like lamb, like kebab. Yeah, That's look, not healthy. But believe it or not, you, you look at this man in front of you this evening, <laughs> aged twenty nine and a half. You know, aged, you know, around your age, I was six foot four, but I was a good five six stone lighter than what I am now, and I had to go through the same process of eating literally everything that I possibly could. I'm going to get supplements. Yeah. Yep. And legal ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Le- yeah. Legal ones. I know. Uh, I, know I know a guy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know a guy. I don't yeah. know a guy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to get legal ones. Um, just give me calories. So, yeah, I'm going to get 1,000 calories from that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's I, going to get easier on as I go I on. just need to ask you there, because since I've had this um, this very famous type of uh, exercise watchery thing that I've got... <laughs> um, I'm, Nick's got a Fitbit. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, Good, so, I, got a Fitbit. <laughs> I eat a lot, but I'm not getting a calorific intake. But that said, I've, done, I've walked eight miles today. 
Yeah, that's why. And I'm going to walk another three and going. I go home. But that's the thing. I can't really burn calories as well. Why not? Because Let's that means it. I'll Let's... have to eat more because if I burn calories to achieve my goal. But you can't just... It's, you know what I mean? So, so, so my question was, how can I bulk up a bit? Because I want to get bigger. You've got to eat the right things well, and do cal- the right exercise. Yeah, calculate, you know, everything together. I do. Your height and everything. Well, we should tell you there how many calories you need. Yeah, no, you, you've got to have the two and a half thousand calories a day. It's, it depends. I need, for instance, I need 2,934 or something okay. like that. So, Dio, how long have you been on this new uh, diet plan for? Today. It's started to... Yeah, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> nope, fair enough. We've, we've all got our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I said it's a work. <laughs> I, I said it's a work in progress for a reason. Yeah. That it is. That it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's no words, are there? No, but it's it's, it's, it's classic. It's, it's perfect, what? and that's that, and that's why we love him. So <laughs> you, you, you're training. You told us you've done some push-ups today. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. Well, I done it yesterday, and today I could only do like hardly any because my chest was hurting. But yeah, I done push-ups yesterday. But yep. my actual diet, it started today. That's what I'm saying. It's a work in progress. I'm new to this, and it's it's hard. It's okay. hard. But yeah, hopefully I'll get. I'm going to ask weight. you now. We've been talking about the marathon walk mm. last couple of days. Yeah. And whether we're going to do it this year, we'd like you to come with us. I, I think I could. I mean, you put me very much on the spot here, <laughs> live on the radio. I can't say. Oh no, that sound's a bit hard. Don't really fancy that. <laughs> no, if, you, if you're not working, it'd be lovely oh, to have I, you along. I, I work a lot. I really, yeah. really do. And does that, in all seriousness, when is it? October sometime. Okay. Um, put me down for a maybe. Um, my people speak to your people. We can see what we can do. Nick, are you going to be doing it, DR? Uh, possibly. Yeah, I've yes, done it last he year. Yes, he is. He is. Um, so very, very quickly, uh, before we take a break, and this week's DR-ism it, it is over, um, I want to continue this chat maybe next week and work out how the training yeah. and the diet is going. Yeah. Um, do you know right now your your measurements? Yes, I do. Are you happy to share how much you weigh and how much push-ups you're weigh. able to do? I hardly, I hardly weigh anything. Yeah, we know that. That's why you're doing uh, this f- program. Like 58. Okay. 48, 34, 22. That's your measurements, isn't it? What? How don't do you, worry. You, you you don't know his measurements. Did you no, just no, my sister? don't worry. Yeah, yeah, older, people, older people will know what I'm on about. <laughs> yeah. So, we're at 58 kilograms, right? Yeah. And how many push-ups did you manage? Uh, I don't like. I done it. I don't know. Like fifteen, I think fifteen, okay. twenty. I don't know because I stopped and I just tried. I stopped. I no. went on. Look, well, what we we'll do, do is it. it's hurt. I was in pain. We'll go in the lower number. Yeah. Just so we give you a better chance of progression next week. And what you're saying is the plan is to to work out every single day. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. Okay. No slacking. But don't do the same thing every single day. No, like, you have other... to. I've I've read it. You have to have the same diet every. It will no, be no, easier no. for me. Your exercise, like if you do press ups every single day, yeah, that's that's not. You need to do other things. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm going to start going gym on okay. the weekend. But yeah, I need to start with press ups. I just it's like a little warm up session. Running was my warm up idea, and I got a headache <laughs> after half a mile. So I'm trying this. Can but, you um? I've just I don't know why I've just had images of Dr in the kebab shop, hurling the kebab. Yes. The thing on the pole up and down and then you could improvise stronger. when at work. I don't know if customers will improve that. They're just waiting for their food and well, just see me lifting. DR sweating kebabs. all over the big <laughs> yeah. donut while he's, yeah. while, he's, while he's pushing it above his head. Yeah, just sweating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll pass on, on the lamb donut this evening, <laughs> DR, but thank you very much. Uh, we'll have this chat next week. DR, thank you for this week's DRism. Oh, no worries. We need a, we, we need a bed for that, don't we? <laughs> it's happening. Cue next week. Yes. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. 
For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. And welcome back. Love Talk Radio is the Crystal Palace fan show. Um, we are going to be doing DRisms, and next week um, it will contain the same gold from our favourite DR, um, but it's going to it's going to have some some glitter, um, a little bit of production. No, you do. It will, I'll make this happen. Do I've ever let you down before? No, 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 no exactly. And, and until I do, uh, then you can doubt me. But right. I, I have not done that. And also potentially get involved in a marathon walk. We could do it together. Yeah, that would be great. We could do it together, <laughs> couldn't we? Um, Three-legged race. In just a few moments, um, we'll do some four-word reviews. Um, so we'll... Um, I mean, I presume I'm going to need them. Because mm. you want me to do them. How are we going to do this? Oh, yeah, you can do it. I'll, unless you want... Do you want to do it? No, no, no. Cut, cut the music. Cut the music. Cut the music. Not just yet. Producer Paddy's excited today. No, no, I don't blame him. You're all excited. <laughs> You're all looking forward for me to do... Um, could, you, could you send me all the four-word reviews? Yeah. Because I'm going to need them, aren't I? Yeah. And whilst you do that, should we talk about Watford and what they've done ahead of your FA Cup quarter final? I've tweeted Elton John to complain. Uh, you, you've tw- <laughs> did, you just, did you do uh, DM him or did you just I normal just tweeted tweet? Elton John official. I've said, have a word with your people at Watford, <laughs> if you can, because I said my lad is really upset that he's not going to be able to go because they've got 2,000 empty seats. Do they want to? <laughs> do they want to be seen on national television with a ground... With lots of empty seats. We want the atmosphere in. They're scared that they're going to be outsung. They're going to be outsung anyway, even with the 2,000 fans less. But fair play to Watford. 18 quid for an adult, 7 quid for an under 18, I think it was. So it would have mm. cost me and my lad 25 quid. Unfortunately, we didn't have enough points. That's upset me as well, dear. I didn't go to Doncaster. But the people that have been to all the rounds so far should have the priority, I think, mm. especially on the Cup. When I was younger, you used to get a little uh, FA Cup voucher in your programme and mm. you cut them out. And then when you went to the box office, if you had all the vouchers from the programmes, no, you got I've priority. <laughs> you yeah, got priority for the tickets. But, but yeah, I mean, I don't know whether Palace would have done the same thing. They've given us 15%, yeah. which is 3,100. So, so this is the thing, if people aren't aware of this, uh, ahead of your FA Cup quarterfinal, what would have given you their allocation, which they have to do of, of 15%, uh, but instead of just giving you the rest of the stand, which they would have been able to do, um, they've decided to only give you the, the 3,100, which again, they're doing absolutely nothing wrong. But it is a little bit strange, Nick, as you mentioned, um, that they are deliberately leaving the stadium empty is some kind of ploy maybe to, to give you less, less less atmosphere which is I think a little bit unnecessary it is um, it would have been good for both sides I think if there were more Palace fans then that would have probably encouraged Watford fans to sing more and then it would have just improved their atmosphere overall so it's annoying that they've decided to do um, to only give us 3,100 seats when they could have given us the rest of the stand but it is what it is and unfortunately now I can't go so yeah, yeah. So, so come on out, and I know you listen to this show. <laughs> sort it out for us. Sort the lads out. But do you think at any point, and with it being you know an FA Cup quarter final, also against you know a London rival? Don't get me wrong, I'm fully aware it's not you know a, a derby. They but think it is. They 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 hate us. So it's because much. of Zaha. It's because of Zaha. That's <laughs> but it. But do, do you think now with with this, it adds a little bit more spice to this game? If it, if there was any more need for some, mm, yeah, maybe. I don't know. You have to probably just wait and see on the day, see what happens. But it's always go. It's always spicy when it's Palace Watford because Watford fans just hate Zaha and mm. they're just going to 
well, we had the uh, we had the playoff final that we beat them in uh, at Wembley. We had the FA Cup semi final. We beat them in um, Zaha winning penalties against them yeah, legitimately, legitimately I winning mean. penalties. And uh, yeah, they hate us. Okay, well, the Watford Fan Show is on Sunday evening, uh, 7 to 8pm, hosted by yours truly, and I'll ask the guys um, from the Haunt's Nest um, exactly how they feel about the news of just giving you the 3,100 seats ahead of their FA Cup quarter-final. Producer, please cue the music. Here we are. Okay, then. So, a special request uh, from the (laughs) chaps. um, From the back of the nest, they've asked that... I read out the four word reviews this week and they are game of two halves it's a nice start yep. nice and gentle I've already I've, I've, I've taken a peek it gets worse for me <laughs> <laughs> it gets worse for me it'd be nice if you said who sent them in as well yes okay yes. game of two halves from Mummy White Graham Smith says we've learnt to score that you have <laughs> Mike Scott says Casper Schmeichel in tears <laughs> yeah he was when actual tears <laughs> that's the winner so far yeah that's yes, the winner sorry we're doing this aren't we and then doing imaginary t-shirts yeah when at some point <laughs> somebody makes one I'll jot down this one so currently Mike Scott is leading yeah. Mike Scott, Casper Schmeichel in tears, currently leading. Uh, CPFC News HQ says four in a row. Yes, uh, 13-1 in fact. Uh, Nick Gusset, never heard of him, uh, says, <laughs> what a strange game. The Palace podcast says, back where we belong. Still underneath Leicester in the Premier League table. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually a Leicester fan, that one. No, he's not. No, nearly. I double-checked that. PW1965 said, and I agree with you, did not deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> not even watch the game. It's too nice. It's too nice. Um, oh, do I read this one out from Palace Ash? Jake Watson, humble pie. <laughs> <laughs> Palace Ash blocked. <laughs> um, from Gazbod says Michi, Wilf, Luca, Wilf. I don't know what that means. Just all the Gosgars. Yes, DR, yeah. I know. <laughs> I've read yeah. it on the internet. Uh, James. <laughs> A similar line. It says Batshuayi, Zaha, Milojovic, Zaha. Um, so just elaborated a little bit more. Um, Palace Ash is back. Uh, he <laughs> says, uh, this one's a bit nicer. He said, who said drop Maka? Yeah, it's mm. true. Who did yeah. say that? Me. There we are. Yeah, I did. <laughs> we knew that, dear. Yeah, exactly. Um, Kevin has tweeted his, says, oldest and best manager, of course, um, referring to the fact uh, Roy Hodgson has now become the oldest Premier League manager. Nice one. I like that one. It's in second place, but unfortunately there are no prizes for second. I mean, there's also none for first, but we'll pretend there is. Uh, Wagger 66 says, never in any doubt. Uh, Mr. Cadbury's Parrot <laughs> says, perfect result for Roy. Um, Kevin says, battered someone at last. And then somebody <laughs> says, he's been sacked. I mean, that's not a forward review. He's just replying to the other guy's tweet. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also true. He has been sacked. <laughs> um, Rob Fenton 979 says, clinical counter-attacking football. It certainly was. Sean CPFC, he's been back again. Uh, we were finally clinical. Uh, Liam says, there's no other way. Uh, Gordon Farquhar says, great for goal difference. Uh, South Coast Eagle says, mind the gap, Brighton. And I can join you on that one this evening because yeah. Leicester are also beating Brighton. We're doing that for you, yes. lads. Let's go. There were Brighton fans on Twitter at the weekend bemoaning the fact that a month ago they were nine points clear of us, something yeah. like that. Yeah, typical Brighton fans. So that, that's <laughs> winning for me. <laughs> uh, Daniel T, uh, I like this one. Uh, here's his dripping in sauce FC. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I that's like that yeah, one. that's yeah. I don't know. That's is it winning? Is he winning? Um, well, at the moment, bear in mind the one is saying that Casper Schmeichel is in tears, is crying. I'm probably not going to vote that as the favourite yeah. one, so I'll leave it up to you guys. Um, my, yeah, I'll leave it up to you. <laughs> um, Eagles finish off Puel, uh That is from Palace Ash. That's three. I need to. You, you, yeah. You've had your lot now. <laughs> uh, Bob Halliwell says not last on match of the day. MOTD. He's abbreviated it. It counts as a word. Yeah, would yeah, accept that it. Works. <laughs> Lewis Garcia uh, play Leicester every week mm. <laughs> can we please Jack CPFC says Zaha loves playing Leicester <laughs> Matthew Mason says goal 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 <laughs> he's ignored the Leicester goal in that one hasn't he Have, what me oh no, yeah yeah. It's only forward. yeah it doesn't count then yeah. Yeah. Um, that'd be unfair <laughs> what else have we got Tomkins man of the match this one from Robbie Scotcher. And we'll do one more, okay? One more. From King Louis. And very topical for King Louis. He says, long live the king. Yes. I actually think that, you know, remember all those... He won't. Frankie says, relax. Choose life, everything. I think we could make a range of Jake Watson humble pie t-shirts work, you know. Look, <laughs> humble pie t-shirts. I mean, I don't think you'd sell many. Or but don't, I don't think increase your profile. I mean, you know, what off the back of Leicester being rubbish? Yeah. No, just Jake Watson humble pie. People say, "Who's Jake Watson?" And then I'll start listening to Love Sport in order to find out who you are. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. If you get those t-shirts made, Dr. You and all your mates can wear yeah. them. Is this, <laughs> is them this out? while I'm making the drill track yes. and working and bringing up three kids? Yeah, Look, yeah. Oh, easy. You've got, you've got a busy week. Mate. I'm the ideas man here, and I get you to, to 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 do it for me. Are we your gonks? Exactly. I am Roy, and you are my my squad. Okay. <laughs> can you do that, Dr? Yes. All right. I'm going to find you a week's wages if you don't. I'm <laughs> <laughs> going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to do some listener questions here on the Crystal Palace Fan Show. Love Sport Radio, the station giving fans a voice. Uh, so we've done our four word reviews. Thank you very much um, for allowing me to do them this evening. Mike Scott, uh, your T-shirt is in the post. Yeah, he's actually, he, he's, he's at back of the nest. He's one of us. But you, oh, so you can drop it off personally? Yeah. Is that what you said? Uh, yeah, yeah. Mike, are we with you very soon, my friends? <laughs> that I can assure you. Yeah. We cannot. We do not have any T-shirts. <laughs> Well, we're, we're, we're Mike and I and uh, a couple of others are meeting up with your colleague Aaron tomorrow night yes. before the Man United game, so perhaps we can sort it out then. Maybe Aaron can take him a love sport. Nick, we haven't got any T-shirts. <laughs> exactly. You've, yeah. got, you've got a plain T-shirt. I'm on not Mark giving out my own T-shirts. <laughs> Go home shirtless. For a while. <laughs> that is I, not how this works. I, I jokingly said we'll give away T-shirts because I haven't actually got any. I'm not going to start giving away my own clothing. <laughs> many years ago. Many, I sound like Uncle Albert. Many years ago, during my music days, I used to have a T-shirt made for me by Swerve Driver. And it was a Wombles T-shirt. Yeah. And they just crossed out Wombles and wrote Swerve Driver underneath it. Handmade, that was. So you've got experience in the it. field. Oh, sh- I there can't we are. keep my mouth so shut. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Nick is nominating himself as chief uh, T-shirt maker and distributor. No, DRs, that's good. It's your job. You make them, design them, DR. You distribute. Yep. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll design them. DR can iron them on. The, I'm the, not sure well, I'd want anything e- the... ironed by DR. Wow. <laughs> Why? Do you, are you a good ironer, DR? No. 
Well, there we are. Uh, then. Exactly. So why, right. are you, why are you offended that I presumed you were not a good ironer? <laughs> All right, let's go into listener questions. Let's have some listener yeah. questions. Dr. Take us away. What's the first one, please, mate? Yes, uh, we've got a question from Matteo. Uh, has James McArthur been listening to these pods because he's played a belter? Yeah, he had a pretty good game against Leicester. Two assists. Uh, what do you make of his performance, Nick? I think it was very good. I don't think his performances have actually dropped that much. I think I said last week that he's one of these players that will will score four, five, six, maybe up to eight goals a season. Um, you cannot fault his effort. And as we've said before about um, Max Meyer, possibly not quite fit in the system that we play at the moment. So um, Jimmy Mack is the perfect player for us at the moment. Um, it, it's just strange that all these players that people are coating are coming good. Look at look at Schlupp's yeah. come good for the uh, for the last few few games. He was getting coated. McCarver's getting coated. Who's not doing very? Who can we coat? Who should I? Improve? Who should I coat? Because every time, yeah, exactly. Every time I coat something, it's just it just happens. Who? Mm. Oh, I, I coated Hennessy. That didn't really work. That didn't work. No, yeah, that, that didn't really work. Well, we, we still got a positive. Like we're two to one. Slupper's work, McCarthy's work. I saw a lot of love uh, for James Tompkins. Yeah, he's just him and Sacco mm. are just brilliant. But naturally, I think you know Sacco is the former PSG Liverpool French mm. international. He's on big money. He naturally probably takes you know not necessarily the plaudits, but people talk about. It. People know how good he is. But I think James Tompkins has, has been superb. I've seen lots of you know the team of the weeks when it flies around as it often does. How many of them he was in, and also noticeably a lot of West Ham fans all saying, "Why did we ever let this guy go? How good has Tompkins been lately?" Mm. Yeah, I think um, Tompkins and Sacco, uh, one of the best pairings that we've had, uh, centre back pairings. Um, they're fantastic individually, but you have to also give credit to Roy. Um, I think. Roy has drilled the team well that they don't they don't really have uh, m- as much to do as they would if it wasn't a, if that makes it if they, if we wasn't a well drilled team if that makes sense um, so credit to the coaching staff but both fantastic players and I think we're fifth in clean sheets kept this season yeah so that's decent that's, stat yeah that's great it's just a bit worrying what Dom was saying earlier that that uh, Mamadou might be out for the rest of the season but. You know, Kelly Kelly can go in and feel that if Scott if one Dan. of those two get injured, yeah, you got Scott Dan, Kelly, and um, Tomkins. But Tomkins, yeah, he, he does look up, like lead yeah. the line. Oh yeah, yeah. He does look like he was once in Supergrass, Tomkins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not a bad look. Do you know who Supergrass are? Uh, no, no. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> next question, please. <laughs> We got one from Palace Ash. Uh, he's he's he lots Mate, of contact. Pa- yeah, Palace Ash has been on this show more than Nick. <laughs> is he your dad? <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> no. Um, but in all seriousness, Palace Ash. Thank you very much yeah. for the contributions. Keep them coming is it in. Palace it's what... Ash or Palace Sash? It's Ash. 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 Oh, it so is Ash. It's not Palace Sash. It's no. the way I'm saying it. Yeah, it might be your Leicester accent. Palace Ash. Yes. <laughs> Let me just say the question. Now that we're pulling away from the relegation zone, Ooh. should we be hoping that Fulham start picking up points to drag Brighton into the mirror? I think that's a pretty easy question. Next. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Next question. That one dealt with. Yeah. Next question by Sai. If Leicester go down. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> Wait, let me just say the question and then... Right. If Leicester go down, we should look at Barnes. This kid looks, This kid looks like a prospect. Well, that, that's that's a stupid question. Why? Harvey Barnes is not going to go to Crystal Palace. Yeah, we we actually talked about this on a review show. Um, first of all, it was a, he had a very good performance, but mm. it was against Sherwood, who hasn't really played so, like, that much, um, that many games this season. 
but yeah, it, I don't know. I have to see more of him. Um, Harvey Barnes is a superb um, young player. Um, was top goal scorer in the Toulon tournament last um, season. He's in now in the England 21s. Obviously, you know, he was on loan at West Brom to start of the season. Leicester record him. He's gone straight into our starting lineup. He's a Leicester lad through and through. Um, still a kid. Um, he's a su- superb young player. And we, we, with all due respect, if he was going to, if we if we were going to get relegated, I don't think Harvey Barnes would be on the the move anytime soon. But it also actually highlights uh, the number of of Leicester players, by the way, who are English and under the age of of twenty two. Uh, ben Chilwell, Tamari Gray, Hamza Chowdhury, Harvey Barnes, James Madison, and then you throw on top of that Harry Maguire and, and Jamie Vardy. It's a pretty impressive English spine there at, at Leicester. But yeah, Harvey Barnes will be going nowhere. We can write that one off. <laughs> are you are you saying that kind of like you? you 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 talk as if you've got good players. Yeah. Now Puel's gone. Do you think that'll be you on the up? And could Puel go and manage Barcelona and make them rubbish? <laughs> no. Um, what I was saying actually with, with Brian and James earlier is that um, to know when you've been in a, in a very long term relationship, um, and I would do this analogy here of, of Leicester when we had Nigel Pearson, Claudio Ranieri, and um, Craig Shakespeare. That Leicester had a very clear identity of, of the way that they played. However, that needed to be moved on. There was a group of players that um, that needed to be moved on and we needed somebody to come in um, and help us get over that um, and help with the transition. And that's what Claude Puel did. He's brought through a number of young players. He's changed the way that we play, but unfortunately he now can't take us to the next level. So that's where we say, Claude, do you know what? Thank you. You've, you've been a lovely shoulder to cry on. But now we now I found someone better than you, and, I think and that's what happens. And that's Claude. Unfortunately, that's him as a manager, and it will happen to him a number of times in in his life. He's a good coach, a good man, but he took us as far as he could, and that's I'd, the end of it. I'd say Brendan Rogers is a bit of a trophy girlfriend, but you know. Okay. Um. If we, <laughs> yeah, exactly the kind of one I want to show off, and the one we're showing off this evening at the King Power Stadium. We've got a couple more listener questions. We'll come back to them if that's okay, Dr. Before the end of the show, uh, on for another half. Now, when we come back, uh, we're going to look forward uh, to your next Premier League game. It's against Manchester United. United, one of their former players, Andy Ritchie, is going to be on the phone. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. The Opposition View on Love Sport. So, Crystal Palace, obviously going to be buoyed by that fantastic win over Leicester at the weekend. But, um, as ever, you cannot dwell on these things. The next Premier League game is never too far around the corner. And it's no easy uh, one for Crystal Palace. They are at home but they play Manchester United. Never easy, but certainly not so uh, right now under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Absolutely flying they are. A delight to say, uh, former Manchester United player Andy Ritchie is on the phone now. Andy, good evening. Good evening. So, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer um, at Manchester United. I mean, I feel like I've asked this question to so many other people already, but could you honestly have predicted to, to see where Manchester United are right now and the way they're playing? No, I don't think anybody could. But um, you know, there's been that theory about oh, the uh, the games were were helping him. They uh, they weren't the most difficult of games. But listen, I just think that any game in the Premier League now can be turned on its head. So you have to win those games. He's done that. He's been absolutely fantastic. Lost one of the, I think fourteen that he's taken charge of. So. You know, it's just been a, a, a bit of a fairy tale, really, isn't it? Yeah, uh, to, to say the least, it's been absolutely incredible. Andy, look, you know, not only your former Manchester United player, um, and obviously professional player and, and striker, uh, just like Oli Gunnar was, but also a, a manager. Have you ever experienced, I mean, noticed this kind of, of impact before? Uh, I'm trying to rack my brains about that. There, there must have been uh, similar 
uh, impacts by uh, a manager that, that has come in and, and changed the fortunes of, uh, of teams. But I just can't, off the top of my head, bring one to mind. But it's um, it's been fantastic. The, the, just the place itself, you know, I work on match days there and the... Um, the, the place that we work in, in the, the lounge that we work in, it's just, it's just everything is li- is lifted. The, the whole club has been lifted. Going into to this one, though, Andy, it's going to be, you keep talking about tests and things, people saying, oh, this is going to be the next one for Ollie. This is the next one he needs to get over. Now, the form is good. I think people are now starting to believe in, in his methods and starting to, to realise it's not just a bit of a honeymoon. There is maybe something a little bit special about what he's doing. But he's got a number of injuries, hasn't he, going into this one. So a, a different kind of test for, for Ollie Gunner. Well, I think as well, always a, a test at Crystal Palace because it's uh, it's one of those places where it's very, very uh, partisan. The crowd are on top of you. Um, you you don't get time to think. They're, they're in your face. They've had a great result at the weekend. So they're buoyed by that. Uh, and as you mentioned uh, just then, he's got a hell of a lot of an injury list. I mean, I thought there was going to be four uh, ambulances outside not the, the team coaches at the end of the game at the weekend <laughs> everybody was uh, was just dropping like flies so he's going to have to make a, a little well quite a few changes he's going to have to bring people in and, uh, and he's talk about some of the youngsters being involved but uh, he's got lots of options you know and you've got up front you've got Lukaku and uh, obviously Alexis Sanchez that will come in if, if Marcus is, uh, is not uh, able to to make the the team and and also you know at, at the back he could probably maybe you know maybe put Ashley Young over on the right hand side and play him as the the, the right uh, hand side of the three up front bring Delow in he's got he's got options so he's got a lot of, a lot to think about. Um, hello Andy, how you doing? Um, we we won't talk about when you were at Oldham and you you kind of relegated Palace because we, we we do we do remember that. I'll, I'll forgive you because it's been a lot of years. But, but I'm, I'm sure... sound like it. <laughs> no, it is still I'm still scarred. But, um, yeah, you, you were talking about uh, Ole kind of uh, Man United are a team. They've got such brilliant players. You could remember in the old days when uh, the, the old Liverpool manager Bob Paisley used to apparently just tell the tell the players go out and play your game and they yeah and the players knew what they had to do could it be that Ollie's saying that because Ollie sorry and because um the time uh, I've forgotten his name is completely gone out he works for Portuguese TV now is he's completely disappeared off my football radar <laughs> he was the manager before Mourinho <laughs> Mourinho that was the one um, yeah how, how the mighty have fallen I thought you were serious there yeah um <laughs> It's it's just a, how can a manager make a team with such superstars so rubbish? I'm, 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 it's, can do they really not want to play for him? I'm mean, talking about Leicester player power getting rid of Pure. Perhaps um, we know that he's had the problem at Chelsea before, where the Chelsea players weren't playing for Mourinho. Is it? Yeah. yeah. What, what's it's, going it's on with strange. the game there? There has been a cycle with with Jose though, hasn't there, at, at football clubs? Uh, in terms of that happening, I mean, he did obviously fall out uh, big time with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the, the players at uh, at Chelsea. Uh, I, I, listen, I, I just I, what I say at the moment is is with uh, with Ollie is that he's, he's brought back enjoyment to everything, 
you know, and that's from an outsider looking in. I'd, I'd, I'd yeah. not been down to the training ground. I haven't seen what he's done in, you know, with the training. But for me, it just seems as though if you have a happy place of work, you give of your best, don't you? And, you, and, and even extra. It's, it, it's not just football. It's uh, wherever, you know, it, working for Love Sport Radio. If, you, if you've got a happy ship, everybody goes that extra mile to... To, to make everything work. And I think that's exactly, for me, um, seems to be what has happened. Everything is lifted. Everybody has just got that, that feel-good factor back. And then everybody's just working to their optimum and even and even more. I know he said in his press conference, you can't do 110%, and I totally agree with him. That I've been saying that for years. But, uh, but it, it, you're certainly getting 100% out of everybody. Yeah, it's, it's developing that intrinsic motivation, isn't it? That the players kind of build up themselves and, and, and get together as a team and you've got that real team spirit. And if you've got yeah, but managers... Yeah, I, I also think that he's, that he's, he's said, listen, he's, he's given the, the, the spirit of Manchester United, which was always attacking. You know that as, as a player playing against people. And you, you, you think, well, look... We've got to we've got to go out and and play a certain way. Yes, you've got to defend well as well, and you've got to have that uh, that tactical awareness. Which, listen, I think he's had that as well, um, you know. And 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 that's down to not just himself, and he's said this himself that it's down to the the backroom staff that he's got there. Uh, they've been fantastic, and a big coup was uh, was was getting the the uh, the ex. Uh, assistant manager back uh, in Mike Phelan. I think that was an absolute masterstroke. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not it's not naive. It's not that you've just gone in and, and made everybody happy. Yeah, there's been a lot of um, tactical awareness behind that as well. Hi, Andy. Um, sorry about it. Sorry. Was he, was he, was he continuing? Was Go it? on, mate. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, just, uh, just quickly, um, United haven't, uh, well, Palace haven't beat United in in the Premier League. Uh, we've lost 15 times against an Andrew and four. How, what do you rate um, Palace's chances tomorrow? Listen, I think Palace are uh, on a, a good run at the moment. Uh, obviously, they have a, a, an absolutely fantastic manager. He's, he's got so much experience. And you are just talking about tactical awareness uh, with Ollie and his, uh, his backroom staff. Listen, <laughs> Roy is, uh, is second to none. He will know what he's got to do or what he wants to do. Uh, but it might be a little bit different for him tomorrow night because he might not know who he's coming up against. Yeah. In terms of the, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, he'd have said, right, listen, it would have been uh, Herrera, Matic and Pogba in the midfield. It might not be that now because Matic was mi- missing at the weekend. It looks like Herrera could be missing. So he's got to maybe think on his feet tomorrow night when he first gets that team sheet, which is only, as you know, as well as I do, is an hour before kickoff. So it might be a little bit different. Listen, he knows basically how Manchester United are going to play, uh, but uh, whoever does get on that pitch, he knows that he's going to have a real tough time. But he will be saying, "Listen, you uh, you took apart Leicester at the weekend, which I know, and, and people will turn around and say, well, they were in a little bit of disarray. Obviously, Puel left the club after that defeat, but uh, it's 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 all set up for a really really." Uh, interesting fixture with the in, with the injuries and the way that Palace are playing. 
I think it's uh, it's going to be very, very tough for Manchester United. You, you can't beat Sellers under the lights, I tell you. And, of course, the players that you've got coming in, replacing your Lingards and your Matters and your Marshalls, are going to be wanting to prove themselves and actually try and keep those players out of the team while they're injured. That's it. And I think, um, you know, the manager said in his press conference yesterday that that's, that should be the case. You know, you, uh, you know as well as I do, when you're at a, a football club, uh, you, your best mate with the person that's sat in that dressing room next to you. But you also have to want to oust them out of the team and keep them out of the team. That's what is healthy about football. You've got to be big mates, but you're also the enemy, if you like. <laughs> um, you know, I, but that's that's the way of that's the way of football. It always has been that. You know, and you've got to say, right, I'm staying in this team now. Unfortunately, my mates got injured, but you're not getting back in, pal. Okay, so Andy, just very, very quickly then, before we let you go, uh, can you give us a score prediction, please? I'm going to stick my neck out. I think United will win 2-1. Okay, top man, Andy, thank Sorry, you very I much. Sorry, I know you didn't no, want to hear that. No, look, that's <laughs> your, much, much rather you do that than sit on the fence. <laughs> top man, thanks for your time, Andy. That was Andy Ritchie there, the former Manchester United player, going to take a break uh, before we leave you at 9pm this evening we're going to rattle off the last three of those listener questions and also uh, get the chaps in the studio's take ahead of that game we've all got one and we're not afraid to put it on display our opinions that is share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208 70 20 558 Love Sport Radio your fan station um, DR, um, you said no more list of questions, right? We got, yeah, we're got we done for the week. It's done for, yeah. But please keep them coming in. We'll go through them again next week. Just been speaking to Andrew Ritchie, uh, former Man United striker, still working at the club, still very much involved and gets the feel and the sense. And I think that's kind of important. Do you know when you talk to ex-players, and don't get me wrong, they're still fans of the club, they still take a keen interest in it. But when you've got someone like that who still is in there, still there kind of week in, week out... Yeah particularly what have you got going on at Manchester United right now he's got a fairly kind of decent idea of of what's going on there yeah it's it's, it's like we've, we've got the same with um, Mark Bright I know he works with the under 23s but but you can sense when he's on on media just his enthusiasm for the team and the game can't you dear? yeah and also you like you get sense of what the what the atmosphere is like at the camp you know um, because they're actually at the club they they know what's going on so yeah it, it sounded like you know, United have turned it around. Mm. You can see that by performances, but also, you know, the mood at the camp. Um, it seems it seems good. So it'll be a hard game, but United have potential. United potentially have ten players out injured. So I don't. I, I don't think. Well, people normally say it's a free hit. If if you know, it's not free hit anymore because this is the best opportunity that we'll potentially get. Having mm. t- having three players out will be good, but having ten out injured and key players as well. This is a fantastic opportunity for us. It's interesting you, you say that, though, because regardless of the, the the 10 players, Nick, you're putting a different face. Yes. But I think that, that shows how confident that DR and, and Palace are right now going into this game. I would have been this morning had I not... I'd, I knew Sacco might have been a bit iffy, but I'd, I'd have said that he'd have been the one that would be looking after, in inverted commas, Lukaku. Mm. Um Still no one with Saka. You know, you've got that danger coming down 
down the wings with Man United. Um, we we saw the the other day that Joel Ward can put in a shift, but he hasn't got that pace. That's the only thing that that, that worries me. I think Martin Kelly, um, if he does end up playing tomorrow and if he is fit, that, I'm not if he if he like, I'm not that worried if he does um, if he does play because mm. people yes, Sacco is a brilliant player and he is better than Martin, than Martin Kelly, but Martin Kelly has had some brilliant performances um, considering he's only played limited minutes he just comes in there and does a fantastic job so I'm not that worried I think Martin Kelly's done a fantastic job and yeah, Tom, yeah. we have Tompkins next to Martin Kelly as well who I think can handle Lukaku and on, on the defensive side of things I'm not as worried of course Wan-Bissaka uh, might be a bigger miss because Joel will struggle against Barnes and it'll be interesting to see what he does against United but um, defensive side of things, Roy. You know he will have us set up for, um, good. What well, what has helped is the fact that Kelly and Dan have played recently, so it's not like either of them would whoever fills in would be coming in completely cold. So so that does help. Yeah, I think I think the most interesting um, thing is that Scott um, like before Scott Dan's injury, people would have said Scott Dan over Martin Kelly. But it's kind of switched now. It's like Martin Kelly is giving the nod, and it's crazy because when before Scott Dan's injury and even before his captaincy where he slightly went downhill he was a fantastic player for us I and mean, he played a vital role but now Scott Dan's linked with the likes of Fulham and he can't get you know he's a fourth choice right um, centre back so that's that it, you know football's a crazy game and you can see a bit of injury a bit of form and everything can just switch and that's what's happened with Scott Dan now he's his fourth choice but he's still a good choice to have on the bench uh, Luke Freeman by the way is just giving QPR the lead again Leeds, the lead against Leeds. You can understand wow. why that didn't quite go right. Yeah, huge result if they managed to hold on to that, but still loads of time to be played, just 49 uh, minutes on the clock. But QPR leading, uh, that'd be a huge result, wouldn't it, if they could turn around the poor form they've been on in 2019. But we talked about those injury problems that Manchester United have got. A huge one for me is that Rashford is a, is a huge doubt. Um, not necessarily that Rashford's going to be missing as much as I rate him, the big one is that Lukaku comes back in and he, out of all the players, we've talked about this resurgence of how brilliant Manchester United have been under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. The two players who perhaps haven't done it are Lukaku and Alexis Sanchez who look like they're going to get their opportunity this weekend. Yeah, and it'll be interesting because then players will want to prove themselves and it's a good opportunity against Palace where they're going to be looking at it as a weak opposition. Of course, they're not going to be fools. Well, hopefully they will be, but I doubt <laughs> they'll be fools and just relax. Um, so yeah, them two players are going to want to prove themselves right, and that's the interesting thing. It depends on where Alexis Sanchez plays. If he plays against Joel Ward, I, I can see Joel Ward struggling, and that could just switch Alexis Sanchez and could turn his form around. So hopefully, Joel Ward has a good game if Alexis Sanchez is allocated to his side. But that's the only little worry I've got. Apart from that, defensively, I think uh, we're fine. Who are you going to put in the midfield, dear? Um, I'll keep it the same as uh, Leicester. Luca, uh, Maka, Schlupp, and yeah, Schlupp. stays in. Yeah, Schlupp stays in. It's it, hats off to Schlupp because I've 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 discredited him a lot of times, but I had reasons. He wasn't consistent. Now he's playing a bit more consistently. He's not having one good game and ten bad games. He's been he's had a good uh, little run of form, and if he keeps up, he's going to be a vital player. And he's keeping out a very good player, in Max Meyer, um, on the bench. So he's doing a fantastic job, and he's a physical player. So it'll be good to have him against United. Um, but yeah, I'll keep the same free midfield. What yeah. about you, Nick? What do you do? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd keep Schlupp in there just because he's 
again, a couple of times against Leicester, he got back really quickly and made some excellent, excellent tackles when Leicester looked threatening. So he's he kind of, although there's a threat going forward, and um, I think we spoke about it last week, he's a kind of everywhere player. Um, I'd like to see Meyer on against a big team. I'm not saying Leicester aren't big, but I <laughs> am actually. But <laughs> um, exactly what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> you sat right here. Two more minutes, Nick, and you just couldn't hold yourself. But Maya, he has played um, well against a good team. So if Maya does come in, I won't be that worried. Against Man City, he was fantastic defensively and going forward. But then the following game, he got dropped, which I don't understand why. And then he didn't get selected against Chelsea, which we were abysmal against. So I won't be that worried if Maya starts. I think he can perform against any team because he's a quality player and when he joined us we you know this we expected him to play as he has done so mm. far with the limited opportunities so yeah it be Maya didn't did, did Maya come on against Leicester I can't even no, remember he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't come, come on, come on at Leicester. All. yeah so that's interesting Kuyate is another player that um, was a starter before his injury so um, he could potentially start against United and that will give us more strength in midfield What's what's really pleasing is the fact that we've got these choices. That there have been points in the season where right. we we've put out the bare eleven because of injuries or whatever. The fact that we've got other players that can fill in um, is brilliant. Two 0 Palace before you ask. <laughs> what, what, j- Nick, I'm going to- <laughs> uh, before we go this evening, yep. can I have your score prediction, please? <laughs> I reckon Senior Pally. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> um, Producer Pally, Manchester United fan, is uh, putting a face. I feel like he doesn't agree, but why would he? He's a Manchester United fan. DR, what's your prediction, please, mate? Uh, 2-1 Palace. I can see Palace going 1-0 down and then scoring two goals. Well, that's your prediction, and nobody can disagree with that because yeah. we're all entitled to our opinions and... We'll find out next week if you were right. Uh, DR, Nick, thank you very much. Look forward to next week's DRisms. Please come back with your, your statistics. I want to know how much you weigh. I want to know how many push-ups you've done, OK? Yep. Top man, chaps. Uh, absolute pleasure. The Crystal Palace Fan Show will be back next week at the same time here on Love Sport Radio. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.